Hello and welcome to the Sanctuary First podcast. I'm James Cathcart. Today's episode features conversations I had with two participants of our recent Reimagining Church conference, Darren Jalland and Esther Vaughan. The event set out to start a conversation about new ways of renewing, revitalising and reconfiguring the ragtag bodies of souls that we call churches. It was an enriching weekend featuring a range of interesting and stimulating ideas and we look forward to sharing more of it with you over the coming weeks through blogs, podcasts and clips. In this podcast, Darren and Esther discuss what they got out of the conference and the importance of outlook, attitude and perspective when you are reimagining church. Okay, so here we are. It is Saturday. It's almost lunchtime at the conference, and uh, I'm here with. Uh, can you introduce yourself? Actually, yeah, I'm uh, Darren Jalland. I'm a, a reader at Falkirk Presbytery, and currently going through um, discernments uh, with the hope of becoming a full-time minister of Word and Sacrament. Wow, wow! So that's uh, an interesting perspective to take on this conference. That yes. this idea of reimagining church when you are sort of reimagining yourself. I yeah, exactly. Sort of yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And uh, how have you found the conference so far? Uh, very, very interesting. Um, I mean, the first thing that struck me is quite how many people have come, which is absolutely wonderful to see that there are so many people with a, a passion to see change in the church, a positive change, um, a, a way of, of bringing in the kingdom in, in sort of fresh ways. So uh, the, the speakers that I've heard so far have been, again, all passionate, knowledgeable, um, and there have been a lot of seeds sort of sown in the back of my mind that I know are going to grow at some stage into to something a bit more fruitful. My name's Esther Vaughan and I'm Development Coordinator at Fullerton Connections which is in Irving Ayrshire on the west coast and I moved up uh, from England about 18 months ago with my husband and we job share the role, the coordinator role and uh, yeah we've been in Fullerton for about 18 months now, we've got four young children and thoroughly enjoying being there. I'm really enjoying the conference. I think uh, it was really challenging this morning the talk around um, being online, the on- online religion versus being you know religion online and I found that really challenging from somebody who's kind of millennial uh, age uh, I'm quite a fan with the internet and social media and it's something that I suppose is part of my life and quite entrenched in that so it was good to be challenged in terms of how we use that and certainly as a community and it's something maybe that within kind of my, my spiritual life it's not something that I've I have considered it in a personal way but not as a church community way so that was a real good challenge um, and inspiring as well sort of got me thinking that as you know, in my job role as well, uh, uh, connections, how can we use that more in terms of it not being a notice board, but actually about being part of the community that, that I'm involved in. So that was really good. So, yeah, quite inspiring. I was really struck by one of the things that Fullerton uh, were doing, which was um, they, they had a sort of boards with what the needs were in the area that they've found from talking to various people, various groups from their local community um, and seeing exactly where it is that people are at, what their personal needs are, what the needs are as a community. And there is this real outward looking focus um, from there that they're there to serve the needs of the community, the needs of the people. Um, And to me, I feel that the church has become very introspective very inward looking what we're doing is trying to look at what we're doing and um it's all very doctrinal all of the 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 splits and the big uh, discussions are on matters of doctrine not on people not on what we're actually supposed to be doing and who we are
During the Fullerton Connections workshop, Esther Vaughan got very enthusiastic about the importance of taking tea breaks while working. I was really struck by what she said and I invited her to say more about this. I think for me uh, it's, it's kind of counter-cultural in terms of business culture about efficiency and effectiveness and always having people working. What we find is in terms of uh, community is that it's the tea breaks that are most important in terms of just discipleship and having conversations and loving people and getting to know people. Um, so we schedule in tea breaks. We have one in the morning, one in the afternoon, but we can have more if we need to, to as well. Um, and I, I'm sure that sometimes people feel that's why you're not getting anything done and you're not working. It's really important to build those relationships and to, that's where we really get to know people um, and know where they're at as well. Um, and then we can offer either support or they can challenge us. You know, it's where we ideas grow as well. Um, and I think because we're reaching out to the community, um, it's something that they pick up on, that we're not there just to kind of get something from them, that actually we're interested in them as a people uh, and as a person and wanting to get to know them more. So, yes, I'm very passionate about tea breaks and having tea breaks. I think it's a great asset and something that we should be doing, just, you know, having that time with people um, and just sitting down and listening as well as talking. So, yeah. <laughs> Several of the readings we explored through the Reimagining Church theme in our daily worship were from the Book of Acts, featuring stories from the early days of the church. When I was talking to Darren Jalland, he mentioned one crucial incident in the history of the church. And what it brought to mind for me was the, the story of Pentecost, how the Spirit came upon the disciples in that room. And what the disciples didn't do was then sit and have a discussion about doctrine. They didn't then sit and have a discussion about how best to utilise the building that they were sitting in at the time or how to get more people sitting on the cushions that were around that room. What they immediately did was they went out. They went out of the room. Peter preached the gospel to thousands of people. Was it 500 people that gave their lives to Christ that day? 3,000 within the first week because they went out and they spoke with people and they spoke to people and they brought Christ to the community rather than tried to bring the community into a building in order to introduce them to Christ. They went out and they healed, they went out and they sat and they ate with people just as Jesus himself had done. We need to get back to doing that, we need to get back to forgetting about the church being a building and remember that the church is people living in a community there as a people who have been sent to bring Jesus, to bring the kingdom in, to love people above all else. It's all about loving the people that you live with and near and that's how you are Jesus in your community. I asked Esther if she had any advice for people wanting to bring the best out of volunteers in a community setting. I think for me it's um, just being kind and loving people um, in terms of, you know, there's no agenda other than the fact that you just want to get to know people and you just want to show God's love to them but, but just, yeah, be there for them and I think a lot of that is through conversation, it's through care but it's also through listening and I think one of, one of my kind of biggest catchphrases it was, you know, how can I help? And unless you, lots of people don't ask that question. We're very quick to try and solve problems, but actually we can just ask, how do you think I can help? Or how, how can we help you? And uh, enabling them to kind of say, actually, I could, I could do with this and, and that. And then saying, right, okay, how can we put that in place for you? Um, and so in, in that sense, when you've got volunteers, if they feel a sense of that belonging and they feel cared for, then, then they'll follow you. you know? And I think you know, it's that simple. 
Um, and there's lots of practical sides of it in the bigger sense. We've got quite a big team of volunteers. But I, also, I think that's almost insignificant because it doesn't matter if there's five or if there's 125. If you genuinely care about an individual and you just bring that sense of community and belonging and care, people will get on board. And then you can have them sort of disciple each other or, or help and support each other as well. I asked Darren and Esther to give me three words that they thought were important for this project of reimagining church. Um, I, I think the first one that I, I just said, sent. It's all sent. about going out into the community. Um, fresh. Fresh in that it can't be what we've always done. Because certainly from a Church of Scotland perspective, what we've, what we've always done simply ain't working. That's that's a matter of, of opinion, uh, the th- a matter of fact. Sorry, and the third one is is love. Love has to be at the heart of it. The love that Christ gave to us, the love of Christ, the love of other people, a spirit-filled love for everybody and everything. That's got to be at the heart of it. And I think that is at the heart of what, of what this conference is trying to do. Yeah, I think a community to bring that sense of belonging and love, love everybody, always. That's probably my three words, love everybody, always. That'd be it. Thanks to Darren Jalland and Esther Vaughan for sharing their thoughts on reimagining church. Their heartfelt enthusiasm was encouraging and inspiring. I loved Darren's alternative version of the Pentecost scene, where the disciples, instead of immediately bursting out onto the street, just sort of sit around and have a sober discussion about the best way to utilise the building that they were sitting in. It's all too easy for people familiar with church to imagine this version. We can be so insular and miss out on the bigger picture of what Jesus is calling us to do. Fullerton Connections is a great example of an outward-looking church that actively cares. I reckon love everybody always would make a wonderfully succinct mission statement for the whole church. Next time somebody asks you, what's church then? Or what's all that Christianity you're into? Or what was Jesus all about? You can say, I've got three words for you. Love everybody always. Mind-boggling, heart-leaping, soul-challenging stuff. That's all for this episode, but in part two, I will speak to three more conference participants who share their experiences and insights. Sanctuary First is available at www.sanctuaryfirst.org.uk, where there is a new prayer published every day, and we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.